Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dare to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, welcome, welcome. It's Transformational Tuesday, and I'm so excited. I want to give a big shout out to all my international, national, and local listeners. Boy, we have an amazing show for you today, and I guess you will not believe you're going to hear the transformational story of my guest, Miss Echo Wang, who will describe her journey to cross the ocean at age 20 with nothing more than $800 and the hope of achieving the American dream. Stay tuned as you want to hear how she achieved the American dream and today is sharing her message as a champion of education and empowerment of women and immigrants. So are you looking for insights on how people can become adaptable to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic? Or what are some of the unique challenges do women and minorities face during COVID-19. Well, and how do you safeguard market-proof your financial portfolio during this current crisis? Well, you're in for a treat today as Echo will share her answers. We're broadcasting live and you can listen to us on the Empowerment Business and Influencers channels and we're also syndicated on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And you can now access the show on your smart home devices. So listeners, the second treat for you today is you can call in and ask questions of Ms. Echo. 1-888-346-9141. Again, 1-888-346-9141. And she'll be happy to answer any questions you may have. Now to my guest today, Ms. Echo Oang. Welcome, Echo, to the Transformation for Success show. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well, Dr. Young. I'm thrilled to be here today to talk about my personal journey and, of course, want to share any lessons learned and uh, tips for other people as well. Well, I know quite a bit about you, and so I want you to share about how you had the courage to cross the sea at 20 with only $800 in your pocket to pursue the American dream. Tell us about your journey and how it got to you where you are today. Yeah, I will need to be brief, right? So um, yes, you had to be my, brave. Going back to a long time ago, I uh, when I was growing up uh, as a teenager, I witnessed a significant change in Shenzhen. Uh, Shenzhen was a small fishing village near Hong Kong, and it was chosen by the former leader Deng Xiaoping to be the first 
special economic zone in China, implementing special tax policies to attract foreign investments. And I was there uh, when I was 12, and I was able to watch Hong Kong TV using antenna on the balcony. And I also <laughs> I was able to see what what was like outside of China, even though we couldn't travel freely out of the country. And when when I was a teenager growing up in such a unique place, I read all the books written by an author from Taiwan. Her name uh, is Echo Chan. As you can tell, I actually chose her name to be my wow. middle name uh, okay. after I came to the U.S. And she traveled to more than 50 countries and wrote about uh, short stories about people living in the U.S., in the U- in Europe, even Sahara Desert. And she was my role model, and I was dreaming about someday... I may be able to follow her footsteps and see the world. And that was my dream since I was very young, even though we didn't have much money. And when I I started my career uh, at age 17, working for the Bank of China in Shenzhen, and I thought I would need to know English if I had opportunity to leave China. So I was taking English classes at at night for three years, mm-hmm. and one day, opportunity came. Uh, my uncle was a visiting scholar in chemistry for the University of, of Idaho in a small town called Moscow, Idaho. Oh, he was there yes. for only two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he remembered my, my dream of traveling uh, overseas, and he called me one day and said, maybe this is your opportunity I could potentially help you at the beginning. So I just quit my job, which was considered very risky by most people because I had no passport. I had nothing. I quit my job and I studied English full time for almost four months and passed the TOEFL exam, applied for two universities, and I actually also found two sponsors to help me, uh, even though they didn't really give me money, but I needed someone to sign affidavit in order mm-hmm. to be accepted by a university in the U.S. So mm-hmm. nine months after I quit my job, my mom gave all the money she had. And I think after I bought a one-way ticket from Hong Kong to Seattle, I had about $800 left in my pocket. So uh, that's how I came here to study <laughs> finance in the undergrad uh, program. So I was one of those very fortunate Chinese um, uh to obtain a full-time student visa, that's a F1 visa, to study finance in the U.S. in 1992. Wow. What a story. What a story. But also, what determination you had. And, you know, I'm, I'm really inspired by that. I hope so many of the listeners that when you have a dream, you held on to that dream and you planned for it by taking English classes, I mean, three years at night, working, and then having to quit a job. I know people thought you were like lunatic, quitting your good job. (laughs) After all that you've done, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sure you did not have encouraging, a lot of encouragers saying, oh, yeah, 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 we're rallying behind you. What a wonderful opportunity. So you spent, uh, obtained a full-time visa, you became an undergrad student, yeah. and you majored in finance? You majored in finance? Yes. 
I started a uh, finance major and uh, at the University of Idaho, I was there for one year, and then mm-hmm. I realized the non-resident tuition as a foreign student was extremely costly. Um, I could not borrow that much money even for my uncle, and um, I found a scholarship in Minnesota uh, to transfer to Minnesota a year later because I offered to introduce my own culture to the local communities here and maintain high GPA. So in return, Minnesota State University System offers some foreign students resident tuition uh, to increase diversity in the state of Minnesota. So I am really appreciative for that. And I found out about this potential scholarship, and I applied, and I flew to Minnesota in the middle of the wind in the middle of winter. That oh, was March wow. uh, 1993, and alone again. Uh, this time, because I didn't know anyone in Minnesota. Um, and then two years later, I actually changed my major from finance to accounting because I was facing another difficulty. Uh, as a foreign student, I only had one year after graduation to look for a full-time job in order to stay in this country. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have to return to my home country without any experience, like work experience. So my one of my accounting professors told me that if you can pass the CPA exam, you are practically guaranteed a job. I think that's a, still a true statement. Um, so I <laughs> <switched> my major. <laughs> I my major from finance to accounting in my senior year. And I was able to finish college uh, within three and a half years by taking more like maximum classes and also summer classes. And so it's kind of interesting. My passion was finance, but for practical reason, when I had very limited resources, changing to accounting major helped me obtain a full-time job. Uh, so I started working for... West Publishing Company in 95, uh, right after graduation, as a cost accountant. And then uh, a year and nine months later, I started working for KPMG, Pete Marwick, one of the big six accounting firms in the world. Yes. Uh, I worked in the Minneapolis office as a, a tax CPA. So I worked as a tax special, senior tax specialist serving mostly corporate executives and wealthy families uh, to help them with tax planning, financial planning, in addition to preparing their tax returns as well. So that's how I kind of, you know, lived through my accounting, um, you know, public accounting, private accounting uh, life. And um, it was great. I think after uh, almost four years with KPMG, I realized that I enjoyed the financial planning and tax planning during the year a lot more than the tax season. (laughs) Um, So I just didn't enjoy the compliance work that much. And uh, so in 2000, when I was 29 years old, I just decided to make a big switch. I think that was probably most pivotal, pivotal change in my career to go from the most conservative occupation as a tax CPA for KPMG to becoming a financial advisor. And, wow, uh, that's I a big step. Yeah. 
I, I think that was the most important change that I made uh, in my career. Of course, today I do not regret that because I love what I do as financial advisor and my firm, Echo Wealth Management. Uh, this firm I started five and a half years ago. Uh, right now, my team and I manage more than $120 million for 76 clients uh, across the country and several clients are overseas. So, at this point, as I reflect over the past 20 years in financial personal wealth management area as a triple minority, I call myself triple minority in this field <laughs> because I am a, I'm a woman, I am Asian, and I am an you know, immigrant, right? So uh, this field is very male-dominated. I would say if you think about... Uh, Wealth managers, you probably don't think of someone looking like me, especially when I was 29 or 30 years old. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, as I look back and I made that uh, decision, of course, on my own after doing a lot of research, I think in the end I was very clear about what I was passionate you know, about for the long term. So I, I said to myself, I had prepared myself to have some savings. I think it's so important to to have a plan, to have enough savings. I even took out home equity line of credit uh, to make this kind of dramatic move because trying to make it in financial services industry is just not easy, especially the first three years. The market started tanking. Just remember in the 90s, stock markets were going up all the time, right? Yes. Right after it started Right after I changed my career to be a financial advisor, the stock market started tanking. Mm-hmm. And uh, very quickly, I had to learn how to manage people's, you know, mainly clients' expectations so I can help them not to make emotion, emotional mistakes. You know, people tend to hit the sell button when they are fearful, especially they have forgotten that the stock market could have much higher risk than they expected, Right. So, right. um, so I think the first three years was learning experience for me. Just learn. I read so much more. Uh, well, I passed the CFP exam, certified financial planner exam, right before thirty. So I think uh, you know having the CPA and CFP designation helped me at least build my confidence uh, initially, and also gain confidence from potential clients that I have gone through years of training and have obtained, you know, uh, destinations in order to serve them and manage their lifetime savings. Well, you know, I admire you and have listened to your story. Now, the listeners have been listening quite well. This teenager from uh, Taiwan who comes all the way to the United States to some cold cities, I'll tell you, Idaho and Minnesota are cold climates, but, and to become and find the American dream, but it took work. One of the things that I admired what you said was you came up, you had a plan. You didn't just start doing things without a plan. You had a plan, you managed to get equity and savings to make that leap, to become and passionate, do what you love and were passionate about. I, I think this is such a great story and I'm so glad that we had the opportunity for you to share that. The, the, the other part that I know about you that I could not find out where you found the time to be a silver level 
competitive ballroom dancer. You play piano. <laughs> you practice yoga. And you are an avid reader. So I said to myself, with all that you've done, how did you find time to weave in all of these other activities? So that that really tickled me because, you know, uh, it means to me that you found time to be well-rounded and to develop other sort of interests other than just the financial world. So Miss CFP and Miss C- CPA, you now have your own company that you are managing all these millions of dollars in clients. What were some of the things that you really uh, had some trepidations about? I mean, a really, really big, it was a big fear. And I hate to use that word fear, but yeah. uh, I use the word trepidation. Echo. Yeah. Of course. Well, getting back to your first statement about my other interests and hobbies, and here I think personally I am um, I believe in more balanced life. So for me, mm-hmm. money is part of the equation. Money is not everything, you know. So you do mm-hmm. need money to have secure future. So for myself, you know, after uh, a decade working really hard, I, I was able to build, you know, good foundation in terms of my financial uh, portfolio. But certainly health is such an important part of the happiness, right? So health and fitness, I certainly saw that was really important to me. And mm-hmm. I, when I had my child, I had uh, gestational diabetes, which was a wake-up call for me to pay oh, attention yes. to my health. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I started uh, learning uh, ballroom dancing right after she was born, trying to lose weight. I really mm-hmm. wanted to get back to the previous size after giving birth. I couldn't recognize <laughs> myself when I could when I had to wear maternity clothes back to work after four months was very scary. Um, oh. <laughs> anyway, so that's, uh, I try to find time. I think the only way I could make those activities happen is put them on my schedule. They will only happen if they are actually on my calendar. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they will not happen. So mm-hmm. I think I, you know, just believe if they are important, you make time for the important things in life, like certain activities to enhance your, you know, well-being and build relationships with family and friends. And the other thing when you're talking about fear, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, you know, along with probably a lot of your listeners who are entrepreneurs, we we will have to take some rest in order and to And I'm going to stop right? right there. Echo, I'm going to mm-hmm. stop you right there because we're going to come back mm-hmm. with that message about okay. as managers and leaders about facing fear and taking risks. Listeners, mm-hmm. we're going to be right back. We've got a lot more to talk about, and she is here to do it. So thank you for listening. We'll be right back with my guest, Echo. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking to watch some great video content with entertaining stories and exciting dialogue with some of the world's leading guests? Well, tune in. Transformation Success TV Network each week. This network is designed to give you high-definition quality programming on eight different channels for your enjoyment that will help you get excited and inspired, whether it's on the professional development, relationship inspiration, health and financial wellness, sports and entertainment, and music to inspire. This 
state-of-the-art programming will motivate and educate you to be better. So whether you want to talk financial wellness or sports, all you have to do is tune in and go to drbarbaryoung.com and click on the green Watch the Videos button and get ready to be transformed. Again, go to drbarbaryoung.com and click on the green Watch the Videos button and it will take you to the channel for your listening and viewing pleasure. If you would like to host your own show, please send your requests to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my very informative and interesting interview with Echo Wang. All right. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> Echo. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's such, a de- it's such a delight to have you on the show, and you've really given some very good information. Before we went on break, we were talking about entrepreneurs and how you yourself have had to face risk and this whole thing we call fears and how to get over mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I think personally, I certainly have, you know, there are times that I felt fearful as well to start mm-hmm. some new ventures. And I definitely want to recognize the fact that entrepreneurs face many challenges and they must take calculated risks to be successful. And secondly, I think recognize there are a few common dilemmas facing, you know, entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs always want to be moving forward. But that can be difficult if you don't know what to do next. So that's one thing I think people uh, have to face. And, of course, nobody has all the answers all the time. So this may be the opportunity to consult a business coach or anyone who can provide a fresh perspective on what you are doing. Uh, You don't have the time to think about your next move because you are maybe so busy in the daily grind. You're working in your business instead of on your business. So in, a, in addition, in almost all scenarios, it requires cash to grow a business. So mm-hmm. I think plenty of entrepreneurs don't have the stomach or, or think they don't have the stomach to assume more debt. That problem often is uh, exacerbated by a lack of knowledge. So many mm-hmm. are unaware of, you know, there are numerous financial options open to them, depending on, uh, like, how much risk they are willing to assume. So for me, I think uh, as entrepreneur myself, I understand that during this kind of very uncertain market, they will need to address all these common dilemmas. I think it's really important for them to understand that, of course, they need to have for business as well. They need to uh, know how to tap into capital and have enough mm-hmm. cash reserves to go go through this tough time, right? And I yes. think I don't want them to forget. In addition 
to investing in your own business that you are very confident about. That is where probably most capital you're putting is in your own business. I still think entrepreneurs should consider investing part of their net worth in a diversified portfolio that includes public traded stocks, bonds, and real estate, and also take advantage of some tax laws to increase retirement savings now. Because personally, you know, of course, my business is extremely important. That offers me, you know, earned income, right? right? But in addition to my business value, I have saved as much as I could over the, you know, past 20 some years to accumulate a diversified portfolio that are, you know, in all kinds of stocks and bonds and in different type of accounts. It could be 401k, yeah, that includes Roth 401k, and I have IRA, and I have Roth IRA. In addition to that, I also have trust account invest- investments that I can tap into before 59 and a half, so I don't have to pay penalties. Right. And so I, I would suggest entrepreneurs think about, in terms of where to invest, keep in mind that some companies will thrive. Uh, because of this kind of challenges, right? So some companies will fail. Some companies will rise to the occasion and become more dominant in their own industries. And I think it's important to diversify. So that is the first investing principle is don't put all your eggs in your, in one basket. That means don't put all your money in one business and hope it's going to do well. And by spreading some of your money into other more liquid investments and well diversified and capturing the stock markets around the globe could potentially bring down the risk for your entire portfolio. So I would say that is important for me to state that point for your entrepreneurial listeners. Well, I appreciate your saying that, and I'm sure many of them have benefited from that valued information. One of my main questions is when we start talking about <clears throat> facing fears, <clears throat> There are so many people now during this COVID uh, pandemic, and it's not just in the United States, it's global, that people have become very fearful, very cautious. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to ask you is that in your from your point of view, how can people become, or I should say individuals become adaptable to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, I I would definitely offer um, be adaptable is one of probably most important advice when I give to people, especially when they are trying to start a new business. Because mm-hmm. yes, you need to have a plan. You need to plan forward before you do it. But still, even a well, you know, a great plan, you still have a lot of unseen things that could happen to you. So we do need to be adaptable. So from personal wealth management part, uh, in order to you know, safeguard and market-proof your portfolio from, you know, current crisis and any crisis, you must be adaptable. The way I think is uh, you definitely need to uh, do some basic, uh, what I consider is uh, protection. You need to protect what you already have be- and, and then have a growth strategy to grow your money to a bigger amount. When I was talking about protect first is think about uh, – when, when you don't have adequate emergency fund, let's talk about emergency fund. In my view is you need to have some money in your checking and savings account that is 
uh, about at least enough to pay for your six months, you know, essential expenses. That is really the basic thing I want, you know, before you talk about investing in the stock market, this has to be done like number one. The reason for it is when you have this, when you face crisis such as market crash, job loss, divorce, or death, because you have adequate emergency fund, you are not forced to sell stock investment after a major market decline to pay for housing and other expenses, and you can be less fearful. So that also helps you manage your emotion. So I think that would be the first thing. And then I think people also need to understand a little bit about behavioral biases we all have as a human beings. We are humans. We have we are emotional about our money, uh, but we need to understand when is not wise and how to control that emotion. So I I've told some of my clients even before market crash, and I say you know you can be fearful, you can express your fear, but don't use that to make your investment mm-hmm. decision right mm-hmm. now. And it's really important for that person to know that having me guiding them is one way to prevent them from making those emotional mistakes. So we can all be, you know, we can feel fearful. We want to do everything we can. Either we can kind of talk through it with a trusted person and professional to get back to the state that you can think straight and calm, (laughs) right, before doing anything dramatic. So that's my advice. Another one I think is so important for people is, to create a comprehensive financial plan, that a written financial plan that addresses budgeting, cash flow, retirement planning, asset allocation, insurance review, estate planning, and tax planning. So those are the terms as I talk to a lot of people. Being their financial advisor is not just picking some stocks and managing a few accounts. Yeah, because if they have a budget, they they know exactly how much each month they need to save towards short-term or long-term goal. So if you don't have a budget, it's time to create it today. Another thing I think people may not be thinking about when I say insurance review, well, think about you need to have a proper health insurance, right, to help you put, uh, protect yourself from, like, a hospitalization that could cause bankruptcy, and proper life insurance, disability insurance as well. Estate planning is extremely critical, especially during pandemic, and if you don't have a will or healthcare directives and uh, financial power attorney, it's time to get one right now because it's going to be so chaotic if there's no instruction written down that your loved ones can carry out your wishes. And tax planning, everything is important. Um, so uh, third point I want to make is um, to help you market-proof your portfolio from any crisis, you need to remember that successful investing experience requires patience and discipline. So when people... Uh, invest something, they tend to make a decision and say, oh, they did make money in the last year or last month. Well, no. For the long-term investing that requires uh, outpacing inflation, you need to have a balanced plan. So your investment portfolio needs to be designed to target a certain risk 
based on your own risk preference and your time horizon. So a growth strategy needs to be put in place to keep up with the inflation so that guarantee income from pension, Social Security can help you pay for basic expenses after retirement. But also, I think a lot of people need to gain basic investing knowledge by reading books, blogs, or listening to podcasts. I think the last point I want to make is sharing this uh, important uh, principle in investing. So in addition to sticking to the diversification investing principle that I mentioned earlier, I want to emphasize that the time in the stock market is more important than timing of the stock market. I want to use the data from J.P. Morgan to illustrate this point. So as of August 9, 2020, J.P. Morgan's Guide to Retirement presentation shows that seven of the best 10 days occurred within two weeks of the 10 worst days. So just imagine, you know, when you experience 10 worst days, very quickly, actually, the 10 best days in the stock market could actually happen. And then when you look at a period between, if you look at the period between, if you invest your money in the S&P 500 index, you know, that representation of about 500 U.S. large companies, between January 3rd, 2000, and August 9th, 2020, so that's over 20 years. If you just keep it invested and don't even change at all, try to you don't time the market, you just keep it there, annualized return is 6.12%. That is not bad, right? Annualized return 6.12%. Remember how many times, how many times uh, we have gone through crisis during this over 20 years. But if you miss 10 best trading days, the return is only 2.18% per year. Just remember, from 6.12% will go down to 2.18% per year if you only miss 10 best days over 20 years. So I think a lot of people, by looking at this data, should know if you're trying to time the market, you are more likely not actually earning the market rate of return because you could miss a few good days. So therefore, my advice is don't try to time the market. Instead, have a properly designed asset allocation that is, you know, include public traded stocks globally, like global stocks and bonds and real estate and some cash and uh, stay invested. So I think that's really important for me to tell listeners because I have seen individual investors making this kind of mistake over and over again during market downturns. And um, well, I think lastly well. is, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to just stop you Go just ahead. for a quick moment because uh, basically uh, all that you have stated about being adaptable and planning personal wealth, you're really addressing a percentage of people that have wealth. They have money to invest. We right now are in, as you know, in an economic downturn. Mm -hmm. We have millions of people that are unemployed. And so when we start talking about investing in stocks, we have people who are really trying to make a living day to day to eat, to feed their families. You know, so you Mm -hmm. have a special clientele that 
can use this information and many of the listeners out there on growth strategies. Mm -hmm. But it's important to note, Mm -hmm. we do not want to forget that we have many people, women and minorities, which I want you to address, that are facing Mm -hmm. a lot of challenges during COVID-19. So when we come back from break, I would really like you to share some of the challenges that you feel women, minorities, and immigrant women are facing Mm -hmm. right now, and not from maybe a perspective that they have a lot of money. Because I know true that is not so. That is not so. So Mm -hmm. we want to be realistic, too. We want to address a group that have money that can really take care, uh, take growth strategies and take these issues to heart. But we do have another segment that lists that listen to the show that may not have that kind of money. They need some basic principles on you need to maybe save for next month's rent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me, yeah, let me exactly. just share that. That's on my heart to say that because I know that women and minorities are facing a disproportionate impact from this pandemic. And I'd like you to address that. And I think you can do that very well. But thank you so much for all that you've said about being adaptable in investing and being diversified. And I like it, real estate, tax loans, and things that people can do to protect what they already have and to set up emergency funds for six months, which is a great idea for those people who have that, that have some savings, they have some monies, and they are able to invest and make the best use of their funds as it is right now. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back, and I want you to share some of the unique challenges that women and minorities face from your point of view during COVID-19 from your perspective. So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be back with my guest, and she's also going to share her recently written book, What Inspired Her to Write Her Book, Own Your Future, to help people recover from these challenging times. And she's going to share a few insights I'm going to glean from her that she will offer to people and also where you can get that book. So hang on. We'll be right back. This is Dr. B signing off right now. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have there been experiences in your life that you could only explain that there was a divine connection or intervention. Well, the new show, God's Hookups, with your host, Dr. Barbara Young, airing live on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. This show features each week up close and personal interviews with men and women from all walks of life who will share with you their stories and testimonies about unexplainable miracles, blessings, and encounters that can only be of a God's hookup. So look out every Friday for three powerful shows that will ignite your faith and stir up your hope at 1130, 130, and 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you would like to be a guest to share your amazing story of a God hookup, please contact Dr. Barbara Young at drb at godshookups.com for more information. And to watch on YouTube, Just go to God's Hookups and click to subscribe. As COVID-19 continues to spread, individuals are concerned about their income sources, retirement funds, stocks, bonds, and real estate assets. The timely release of the best-selling book, Own Your Future, 
serves as a call to action for anyone looking to protect and grow their wealth in these uncertain times. Authored by financial expert Echo Huang, this book provides solid strategies for recovering from financial loss and how to safeguard and scale wealth, regardless of who wins in November. Own Your Future is available now at all major booksellers. Learn more at ownyourfuture.guru. That's ownyourfuture.guru. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcast. Try it now. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back with my guest today, Echo Wang, who is president of Echo Wealth Management. With She has multiple designations for those of you who might just tuned in. CFP, Certified Public Accountant, and she's a CPA, Licensed and Chartered Financial Analyst. So she has helped some of the country's top executives, really, really, and entrepreneurs take the complexity out of their finances. And so before we went on break, you heard her share giving confidence to those, what they need to do, and how to be adaptable during COVID-19. And I really want to thank you for that, uh, Echo. And as we now come to this time that we talk about some of the challenges that you feel that women and minorities are facing during COVID-19 from your perspective. And then we're going to segue to talk about your book uh, real quick. Yeah, even before the pandemic, I, I just want to share the fact that before this pandemic, women faced unique challenges because uh, women work about 12, outside of home about 12 years less than men, mainly due to, you know, caregiving responsibility for children, relatives, spouse, and parents. And also, uh, women earned about 82% of those of their male counterparts. And since Social Security and many employer retirement benefits are tied to earnings, women end up with lower levels of guaranteed retirement income. So as a result, women's median income in retirement is only 58% of men's. And we know women live longer than men, so their money must last longer. So this kind of challenges women face, this is even before the pandemic. So when we think about the pandemic came unexpectedly, I think many women have to take care of their children. And I have many mm-hmm. heard many stories because when daycare is not available and somebody has to make up make a decision to take care of several kids at home, and this could last for a long time. So certainly, and also it affects many jobs in um, hospitality, you know, travel industry. Yes. I think a lot of women work in those industries because yes. the, the sectors that are less, uh, you know, uh, d- damaged, I would say, by this recession and pandemic are the uh, technology 
technology, healthcare, and uh, what's the other one? Consumer staple. I think technology, there are a lot more men working in technology than women. So you can yes. kind of see that I think unfairly, you know, even this pandemic even make women in general face even more challenges than what I just described. So the, the way I see, you know, nobody has crystal ball in terms of when this pandemic will end because we're still waiting for the vaccine. But I think for planning purposes, I don't see anything back to normal for at least a year or two. It, it may mm-hmm. never get back to exactly normal in, you know, like last year. Yes. So we have to kind of think of uh, my advice for people who, you know, obviously, if you have savings that give you a lot more flexibility in terms of, okay, now I can probably move to a different place and take on a different job because I actually have some money to help me through that. I think the hardest thing is for people who are living paycheck to paycheck and they don't have enough savings. I think for those people who do not have any emergency saving or not enough, um, I would say the first thing, we still need to go back to the basic of budgeting. Unfortunately, you know, you do need to budget even with the little money. And what I would suggest is certainly look into all the potential relief packages and do not be afraid to ask questions uh, because that's when you need to when you need help and you don't ask questions, you don't ask for help, it's kind of hard for people to know how to help. So my advice is tap into your network, learn more about what kind of relief package you, you can apply for. And certainly if you are, I think because we have to be forced at us to stay home a lot, you mm-hmm. certainly should consider learning new skills online. The, the way I think is by cutting out all the unnecessary expenses on your budget, but if you need to obtain a new skill that you believe based on your research and networking, that will be the industry you want to either change and get into. Let's assume your current industry is pretty much like a dying industry or very slow to recover during pandemic, you may have to think of a little bit longer term before, you know, more than two or three months of planning so that during this time when you're forced to be at home, you have so much more time on the computer screen, learn some new skills online and use LinkedIn use your other network, trying to tap into any anybody who is willing to offer some help to get yourself out there to, to have a coffee. We, we call it Zoom meeting coffee nowadays. You can't really see people uh, yes, do. for coffee. But, but at least you, you need to start the process to do investigation of based on your skill set, your credential, and research on certain industries and which industries would be better for you so that over time, I, it's never going to be a quick change. But I think beyond But you can saving, start the change. You can start the change. You need to start the change can, now. That's what I, yes. I want the message is. Uh, my personal story, just imagine when I came here, if I had $800, that was not even enough to buy, not even enough for half semester, okay? So, but because I was asking for help, I was able to find a scholarship in Minnesota, So then I was able to take the next step to get myself to a better place a year later. So I want to use an example to to tell people that when you're in in the ditch, I felt like I was in ditch multiple times when I felt like I ran out of money. 
when you were in the ditch, you do need to tell yourself it's a temporary situation. It's not permanent. I reminded myself, you know, what kind of help I need urgently and how I can do to ask for that kind of help. It's, I wasn't asking for handouts, right? I was asking for opportunities either to make a connection with the right people or when I was thinking about taking risk, I want some people who I consider expert to assess the situation and give me some feedback so that I'm, I was more confident when I pulled the trigger to take certain, you know, uh, actions. So I think for people, um, I, or my another advice is definitely respect. In addition to being adaptable, certainly respect education. The education doesn't stop when you finish college because the world is changing so quickly. So any if somebody thinks that they are not great with computer or technology, you can take online free classes nowadays. There are so many courses that you can learn yes. online if yes. you have Internet access. So what I'm I would say is that. I would encourage those people to ask around and start there and build in the network, ask people and say, well, would you take a look at my LinkedIn profile? Can you help me make a connection to these three companies that have done research could potentially, you know, help me get in when they start posting jobs? So I think uh, for people who are a little bit behind the financial journey in terms of saving for retirement, first, remember, you need to create emergency fund that will help you create new opportunities to land a better job or to be able to move to the right place, uh, the right city to take on that job. So you may have to borrow some loans from people, but you need to be very clear about what that was for. I want to just bookmark this for a moment because we're going to run out of time. And I really thank you for sharing that because I think this information about emergency funds and savings and having a basic budget and all of the things you suggested Potential relief packages, small businesses, learning new skills. Uh, there's a new skill set. You can go back to school. And I appreciate your sort of sharing your journey but I uh, and reminding people of how, as an immigrant, you came over here with $800 and today has found that American dream and are helping other people to have their American dream. So, listeners, I want to encourage you, whatever you're going through, know there's hope to become adaptable to recover from this COVID-19 pandemic. No matter what financial situation you're in, there is help. And as Echo has said, please ask people for help. I want you to know that she has written this book. You don't have to be wealthy to start managing wealth. You can start growing it now from right where you stand. Own Your Future is the title of her book, One Woman's Story of Immigration and financial freedom. So you can get your copy today of Echo Wang's book at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, and Walmart. So I wanted to make sure that I thank you, Echo, for being on the show today because I really wanted to really plug your book on your future. I can't wait to get my copy. I have excerpts from it. I mean, because this woman is incredible and this is an incredible story. Echo, thank you so much today for taking time from your busy schedule to share with my listeners today. So again, I love it. You don't have to be wealthy to start managing wealth. You can start growing it now from right where you stand. Own your 
future. I love it. I love the title. One Woman's Story of Immigration and Financial Freedom. So you can get it. Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Target, and Walmart. So there's no excuse. And it is reasonably priced. So Echo, do you have a last word you want to say before we sign off? Well, Ask yourself this question, could I achieve my financial goals sooner by surrounding myself with smart, experienced, credible people who have my best interests at heart? So start looking for the right financial planner to help you create your financial dream team to simplify your finances. Great. I want to thank you so much, Echo, for being on the show today. This has been great. And so remember, listeners, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, there is hope to become adaptable to recover from what we're all going through for COVID-19 pandemic. There may be light in the tunnel, and as you mentioned, planning through maybe 2022, but that's okay. We're in it together, and we'll get through it together. And again, it's in your best interest if you need a financial planner. You got one, and you can always call on Echo, Echo Wang, as a financial planner. Echo, you're located in another state, I know, but there are people out there who might want to get a hold of you. So you can get a hold of her with your website. Yeah, the best way is check my website, ownyourfuture.guru. That is G-U-R-U, so ownyourfuture.guru, and connect with me on social media. I am quite active on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you're interested in my firm service, you can visit my company website, echowealthmanagement.com, and you can watch a short video about Echo Dashboard. Okay, that's echowealthmanagement.com. So take a look at her and check her out. And thank you so much for listening today. I want to wish you a great week. And stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask. And this is Dr. V signing off until next week, where we have another interesting guest for you who will talk about clutter. Clutter of the mind, or is it clutter of the house? Well, we'll find that out next week when we talk to my guests next week. Again, Echo, thank you so much for being on the show today. We just love you. And we will have you back for a second part, because we want to find out, are people still experiencing that American dream as you did. So thank you for the treat that you gave us today in sharing your answers. So thank you, listeners. I'll see you. Have a blessed week. This is Dr. B signing off. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.